Welcome to Genesis Life Center. Our vision statement is every destiny has a beginning. We are a ministry called to encourage and inspire the body of Christ to use their gifts and talents to do work of the ministry wherever they are called to. Our mission is to provide individuals with the tools to become agents of change and messengers of God. Our motto is you are not an accident waiting to happen, but a destiny being fulfilled. Our pastors are Ben and Dee Adekubi. We are here in person and online. Just look up Genesis Life Center and join in every Sunday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You may be seated in his presence. Our time is far gone. I have a word for somebody today. But um, the Lord, as uh, Pastor D began to lead us in prayer, the Lord put a scripture in my heart. And I believe it's a word for us. I hear the Lord say there is an end to stagnancy in our lives. I hear the Lord say that rivers are going to be made in the dry places. I hear the Lord say that some of us are like Joseph. You know, his brothers came. Uh, and when his brothers were in the presence of Joseph, they said, we used to be 12, but one of us is no more. And, the Lord, and what they didn't know was who they said was no more was actually the one they were in his presence. Glory be to God. And I want to prophesy to somebody today. It may look as though uh, that is your testimony like there's no more. There's, not, there's nothing we can write home about. But the Bible says the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. And I want to prophesy to somebody today. You may think that the years have been stolen away from you. You may think that opportunity has been stolen away from you. Glory be to God. But I want you to know that we serve the Lord of second chance. And the Bible says his mercy endures forever. And mercy means second chance. That means you have second chance after second chance after second chance. Do you know why you have that second chance after second chance? Because God does not give up on you. God is not a man according to Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and shall he not make it good? Uh, the Bible says in Habakkuk, it says even though the vision tarries, even though it looks like no, it's not happening. And you've been saying to yourself, oh, how long, Lord? How long, Lord? You're in good company. Glory be to God. Because even David says, how do the heathen rage? You see, David was saying that out of frustration in Psalm 2. He says, they devise a thing. Uh, in Psalm 3, he says, many are saying of me there is no help for me in God glory be to God but I want to prophesy to somebody to know today that God is not man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent he said as he said he shall he not make it good he honors his word even more than his name glory be to God thank you Jesus and so that scripture the Lord gave me, if you, if you could just get me Psalms 18 verse 29. Before we quickly go into the word, thank you Jesus. Stand. 
Psalms 18, verse 29. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome God, awesome God, how great thou art, you are God. Psalms 18, verse 29 says, For by you I can run upon a troop, and by my God I can leap over walls. I'm going to read that one more time. Let this scripture reign in your spirit. Let it be strong in your spirit. For by you I can run upon a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. The Lord told me every wall before you, by his grace, you'll leap over it. Every obstacle in your way, it may be tough, it may look tough right now, glory be to God. But God is true to his word. Philippians 1 says, he who began a good work in us is faithful to accomplish it until the day of Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's open our Bibles quickly. Thank you, Jesus. Open our Bibles quickly to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Oh, no, verse 20. Let's start from 26 and we'll finish at 28. Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. From verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our own image after, according to our likeness, and let them have rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle, uh, over the cattle and over the earth and over every creeping, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Go to verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Look at that. He created him. But he says, male and female. So every time you hear the sons, remember, it's not just about male. It's about male and female. Actually, uh, you know, the word Adam in the Greek translation is actually translated mankind. All you have to do is go to Genesis 5 verse 2 and you will see, even if you read the King James Version, he called Adam, he called Adam male and female. Glory be to God. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Glory be to God. Just in the next few moments, I'm going to be talking about, how many of us know what the theme for us this year is? Come on, shout it out to me. The year of endless possibilities. Glory be to God. Today, we're going to be looking at family and endless possibilities family and endless possibilities thank you jesus in genesis in uh, this genesis go to verse 28 for me i want to read it one more time god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea 
and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. How many of us know that, that God had a blueprint for endless possibilities? In that same scripture. And the blueprint was family. The blueprint for endless possibilities was family. Glory be to God. Now how many of us in our Bibles read those genealogies where it says the son of this, the son of that, the son of that. And how many of you skip over it? Glory be to God. I think I, I, didn't, I used to skip over it because... You know, I, I remember in the early days of being a Christian, I wanted to, I was so adamant in trying to read the book, uh, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So I thought the quickest way was to just skip the irrelevant bits. You know, and I thought that, you know, uh, when you hear the son of this, those were irrelevant, just skip over it. Glory be to God. But what we find from that is that family is important. Whenever you see genealogies in the Bible, first of all, it talks about root. Number one, and secondly, what it does, it tells us that it's a historical fact, the historical accuracy of what we're reading in the Bible. Because all these people did exist and you can trace them. But more importantly, is to tell you that God chose family. God chose to partner with family to affect change in the earth. I was reading an article on uh, the impact of family in society. And one of the things that came up from uh, that I, I think I read in that article uh, was that, you know, Family is very important to a society. Family is very important to a society. One of the most important things about family, one of the impacts that family has on society is society is made up of families. And when we see a dysfunction in family, we also see it in society. But thank God we have a God who is a God of endless possibilities. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say endless possibilities for families. Thank you, Jesus. When you look at it, God wanted to do something on earth. He started with a family. He didn't start with a church. But the family was actually the church. Because God was fellowshipping with them every evening. Glory be to God. I'm going somewhere with this. If we know the impact that family has on society, thank God for what Ruth House is, is, is about to do. Glory be to God is to remove a cancer in society. Glory be to God. And when a cancer is removed in society, it means that society can thrive and we can be a blessing. One of the impacts that family has on society is that it prepares individuals in that family for, further, for future relationships. Not just 
marital relationship relationship a relationship has been being part of a community relationship in your work relationship in ministry relationship in community it helps glory be to God the other thing that family does it provides a safe haven the other thing that family does I'm just trying to quote from what I read from the article I'm trying to remember uh, who wrote that article the other thing that family actually does for society is that once you, it, it builds up the individual and strong individuals make strong families. Strong families make strong communities. Strong communities make strong societies. Strong societies make strong nations. Strong nations make a strong world. Let me put it this way. Strong Christian families cr create strong Christian individuals strong Christian individuals affect strong will lead to strong communities strong strong Christian communities lead to uh, strong societies affect society is somebody listening to me turn to your neighbor and say I am not an accident waiting to happen but a destiny being fulfilled and so what we see here is that God uses a family because he wants to create endless possibilities glory be to God and so God chose to partner with a family I'm just gonna go through a couple of families now when you look at family we look at the ideal the mom and dad but we look at society today in reality there are not many ideal families and even the ones that have the ideal families, some of them are dysfunctional, case in point. We always quote the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But if we look at Jacob, Jacob's family was a dysfunctional family. Jacob's family was a dysfunctional family. Uh, what we find when we read about Jacob, first of all, Jacob was a deceiver. And he left, a, he left a legacy of deception. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. Doing this, that, and the other. But then we realize, even in Jacob's family, his daughter got raped. And as a result of his daughter getting raped, you can imagine what kind of mentality that young lady, Dinah, would have had. And secondly, his brothers decided to take revenge. So we have a family of murderers. And thirdly, when you look at that family, the wives were fighting each other. They were in competition. Uh, you know, uh, they were in competition and having babies. I remember talking about that to, to uh, an, an unbeliever. And he said, I don't see anything wrong with that. I can have two wives and they're all, they're all trying to get me to make babies with them. I don't see anything wrong with that. He says, I think that's heaven. <laughs> but, what, and that, but the lesson we see there is that you can't break what is the real family. Because all it does is leads to dysfunction. And so we see here, and so we see here a, 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 um, a family that is so dysfunctional. You know, they were competing up until the point where um, 
you know, Rachel wanted some mandrakes and she had and and she had to allow because of the mandrakes, she had to allow Jacob to go and be with the first wife, Leah. In fact, the whole family was set up on deception. Imagine Jacob was ready, was supposed to marry Rachel, and it was only only found out that he was with Leah. And the question I keep asking myself is how did he not know who he was with that day? But we'll leave that alone. The devil is a liar, so is his mother-in-law. Glory be to God. But here's the thing. Out of that same family, out of that same family came out a Joseph. Glory be to God. Out of that same family came out a Joseph who helped the most powerful nation in that civilization to stand down. Out of that dysfunctional family came out a Joseph, glory be to God, who was able to, hold, to, to preserve a generation because a famine was supposed to wipe them out. Glory be to God. That goes to tell us that family is important to God. You know, the Bible says, I think it's in Psalm 68 verse 6, he says, he set the solitary in families. Or in the NASB translation, uh, translation he says, he sets the lonely in families. And how many of us have heard this, uh, this saying, no man is a is an island you see we are created as relational beings because we're made in the image and likeness of god glory be to god we are made in the image and likeness of god god himself is a relational being and like i said last week god chose one of the foundations of prayer is love god did not need man glory be to god but he chose to share his glory with man. That is love. Love is sharing. Love is caring. Glory be to God. And so out of Joseph, out of Jacob, as dysfunctional as it is, what is that saying to us? You're in good company. You're in good company. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, Glory be to God. And I want to say this to somebody. I don't know what your family background is. There's some certain things that, 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 that I experienced as a kid that I realized over the past six months that I realized has been affecting me. Glory be to God. I don't care what you've, what you've been through. The Lord ministered to me. Somebody, your family situation, where you, how you grew up, what you experienced, may not be, may not be uh, ideal. Glory be to God. But I want you to understand it, just as the Lord ministered to me. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was empty. It, was, it had no uh, shape. It had no definition. 
There's nothing to write home about. But the Bible says God spoke a word and he, and he brought beauty out of ashes. Glory be to God. God spoke a word and he brought beauty out of chaos. Glory be to God. And I want to prophesy to somebody today. Out of the chaos that you think you are as a family. If God did it for Jacob, he can do it for you. You know why? Because God does not, there's no coincidence with God. He knew the family that you need to grow, to grow up in. He, he, how many of you chose your family? Oh good, I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I gl I'm glad that you didn't choose your family. Even a kid who was adopted, the kid didn't choose the family. Glory be to God. And I want to say to somebody, I don't care how you grew up, what you went through as a family, as God can, the same God who brought light, who brought beauty out of ashes, who brought beauty out of chaos, there is a beauty that is coming out of you. And so you do not have to, all you have to do is have a change of mindset, glory be to God, for endless possibilities. You have to have a change of mindset. And I always put it this way, whatever happened to you as painful, as disappointing, as bad as it was, is an event. And you have a choice. You can either be a victim of that event or a shaper of that event. And the best way to shape that event, just like Joseph was, Joseph, not only was Joseph part of a dysfunctional family, his own brothers wanted to kill him. And the same brothers, glory be to God, sold him into slavery. They left him for dead, if not for the providence of God. I want to prophesy to somebody today. You are standing today because of the providence of God. Because God has his hand upon you. And when you hear people say, and quote the scripture and say, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. The Lord is talking about you. They left him, imagine, they put him in a pit, in a desert, left a little bit of water for him. They left him for dead. But the providence of God brought some Ishmaelites who came round and they sold him. But what they did not know, glory be to God, was an impossible situation. God brought an endless possibility out of it. So that was a dysfunctional family. How about an ideal family? You know, the story of Moses, glory be to God, is as ideal as they get. His parents were late Levites. They were priestly people. For want of a better expression, they were godly people. But there was a certain situation that took place that they were not in control of. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say to somebody, uh, especially in your family, there are certain situations that you're not in, you can't control. Leave those situations, but focus on the situations you can control. And what was the situation? You see, Moses' parents were Levites. Glory be to God. They were married and they gave birth at the wrong time. They gave birth at a time when there was a decree, glory be to God, that any, ch any male child will be put to death. So in other words, when Moses was born, there was a death sentence over his life. 
there was a death sentence over his life. But we're talking of a God who brings possibilities out of an impossible situation. Glory be to God. Moses was born at a time. You know, when there was a decree, it's just like when there is a law of, a, you know, everybody, a mask mandate or something like that. You know, there was a decree. Any male child under the age of two should be put to death. So he was born in an atmosphere of death. Glory be to God. But we, are, we serve a God who is life. Glory be to God. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, And he breathed unto man, and man became a living being. Uh, the Bible says Jesus showed up uh, when it was over for Lazarus. He was in the grave. Glory be to God. Jesus showed up and says, Your story is not over. Glory be to God. He says, Lazarus, come out. Glory be to God. I'm saying to somebody today, Your story is is not over your story is not over because we serve the God of resurrection glory be to God and resurrection you can't resurrect something that's already alive you can't you 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 you, 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 you can't resurrect something that's already alive resurrection is for situations that are dead which reminds me of Ezekiel where in Ezekiel 37 where it says can there be life in these dry bones and ladies and gentlemen you and I carry life thank you Jesus when we read Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 where it says to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you may ask or think according to the power that's on the inside of you. You're talking about the power of life. Glory be to God. We are carrying the resurrection power. Resurrection power means every dead situation receives life. So Moses was born with a death sentence over his life. Look at the providence of God. They have totally lost hope. But they couldn't bring themselves to kill a beautiful baby. But how many of you know that God called Mo Moses? Mm. Oh, I, I feel even excited just talking about that. The guy was born with a death sentence over his life. But God called him. God called him. And so when they've lost hope, they make a basket and they put the boy in there. And the sister was sitting there, just waiting to see. When I tried to meditate upon that, I can't even imagine what was going on in her mind. That is her little brother. Her little brother is in the river. I can't even imagine what Moses' mother would be thinking. My own baby that I labored for is in that river. Lord have mercy. And then all of a sudden, oh, we serve a God of impossibilities. All of a sudden, Pharaoh's daughter decides to have a bath at that particular time. And sees the child. Look at the providence of God, ladies and gentlemen. And then she decides to adopt this child. Lord have mercy. And then consults the sister. 
to say, find me somebody to nurse this baby. Because I, 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 I don't have the ability to nurse a baby right now. Probably because she hasn't, got a, she hasn't had a baby yet. She has no breast milk. Glory be to God. And the sister now calls the mother. Oh, Lord have mercy. To come and nurse the baby. The sister calls the mother to nurse the baby. And Pharaoh's daughter pays her to nurse the baby. I wish I had a witness in the house of God. She has lost hope. She's thought this child is about to die. She's about to come to terms with her loss. Then God switches things around. And now she's being paid to nurse her own baby. Look at the irony of things. Moses is educated by Pharaoh. To have the wisdom of Pharaoh. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, as Christians, we need to be wise. We need to know what's happening out there. Glory be to God. So we know what to pray for and we know how to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. They educate this guy in the wisdom of, of Egypt. Not knowing that this guy that they're educating is going to deliver the Israelites who are under bondage at that time, are going to deliver the Israelites from this same Egypt. Somebody say family and endless possibilities. I'm going to talk about one more family. The house of Jesse. They have no business being a king. In Jesse's family, they're just shepherds. Then all of a sudden, and I'm prophesying to somebody today, there's, and this is particularly to some woman, to, to a woman listening to me. The Lord told me, you're about to be an Esther replacing a Vashti. Oh, glory be to God. The Lord showed me that God is going to create vacant positions for your gift. Glory be to God. There will be a vacancy. The Lord is putting a need on the inside of you right now. And you're thinking, why am I having this need on the inside? Why am I having this desire to, to solve a problem? Because God created a vacancy, a niche for you to fill in. Glory be to God. And because, because Esther then ended up with the king, this need that God has, this purpose that God has given to you will make you stand before kings and not before men. men. Glory be to God. Woo! I feel the spirit of prophecy on me today. Glory be to God. David is the youngest. Oh. See, uh, I, was, I was born and raised in England, but I'm of African descent. I'm, I'm, I'm of Nigerian descent, but um, in African culture, the oldest, and I'm the oldest, has all the privileges. But the youngest child has no say. Glory be to God. There's actually a saying in Nigeria or in Yoruba language where it says, when elders are talking, a young child can't come up and say he has an idea. Because they see a young child as, 
you haven't lived life. You've got no wisdom to offer here. Shut up and sit down. That is the position that David found himself as a young child in a family. How many of you know that David could have been resenting his family? Now, why do I have to be the youngest? Why do I have to be the youngest? Everybody's going to war. You're telling me to go and look after sheep. I have to do all the menial jobs. I have to do all the menial jobs. Just pause there for a moment. Just go back to Joseph and look at Joseph. He was loved by his, by his dad. He must have been wondering, why is my dad loving me so much that I'm getting hatred from my brothers who are supposed to be my role models? Could you see some of the dynamics that happen in family? I want us to understand, but in, even within that, God has a purpose. I want us to understand that God has a purpose for family. It doesn't matter what family dynamic you have. It doesn't matter what family you were born into. God chose the family because it was right for you. And if I were you, the first thing I'll be doing is be giving God the praise for the family that I find myself in. Glory be to God. So Jesse is the younger, uh, David is the youngest. Glory be to God. And he must have been doing the menial jobs. Uh, you know, uh, you know, wash the place. This is, I remember in my family, you know, I, I was a small brat. Before I got married, I couldn't cook. It was after my wife got pregnant, and I realized I'm going to starve to death. Then I had to learn to cook. And one of my aunties abused, abused me so much. I, said, I, told my, I told my sister to teach you to cook. I'm thinking, Okay, that's not besides the point. And she had to teach me and abuse me all the way when I was trying to cook stew. Praise God. You know, but I remember our, my youngest brother had to do everything. And I had to tell him to do this, do that, do this, do that, do that. And we were talking a, a few uh, months back and he was laughing that. Uh, you guys, even though you, you had the privilege, but you milked that privilege. Glory <laughs> to God. Thank you, Jesus. This is where David found himself. But how many of you know that God had a plan for David? It came in the person of Goliath. I'm prophesying to somebody. There is a Goliath out there that only you can bring down. Glory be to God. And it has nothing to do with what you have or your qualifications or how good you are or how eloquent you are in, in speech. If God can use Moses, who is a stutterer, he can use anybody. There's a song that says, if God can use a donkey, God can use me too. Glory be to God. You know, and, and, and so God created, then there was, a, there was a standoff. Israel was in a standstill. And the answer to that standstill was the less privileged kid called David. I want us to understand that God wants to do endless, wants to perform, has given you endless possibilities. And it starts with the family. Because of our time, I'm going to give us three things that we need to do when it comes to family. Number one, make God the center of your family. Be conscious of making God the center. Be intentional about it. 
Do me a favor. I want you to, uh, let me see. Lord, help me. How am I going to go about this? Go to Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4. If you can help me. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 20 to 22. And you can see how God is intentional about family. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 20 to 22. Exodus chapter 4 verse 20 to 22. Thank you, Jesus. I'm about to round up in a few moments. Exodus chapter 20 from verse 20. To, uh, chapter 4, I beg your pardon. Chapter 4 from verse 20 to 22. So we start from verse 20. Exodus chapter 4 from verse 20. Come on, let's keep clapping for our media, guys. Praise God. They're doing a fantastic job. So Moses took his wife and his sons and mounted them on a donkey and they returned to the land of Egypt. Moses also took his staff, of the, the staff of God in his hand. Next verse. And the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in, my, in your power. But I will harden his heart so that he will... Uh, that's not the verse I'm looking for. Glory be to God. Just keep going. Let me see if that's... Keep going. Oh yeah, go back. Go back. Which I put... Power, and I will harden... Keep going. Go to the next verse. I'm looking for that verse where he says... Yes, this is it. Then you shall go to Pharaoh, and thus and, and to Pharaoh. Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son. How many of you see family there? My firstborn. Keep going. So I said to you, let my son go, that he, imagine he's talking about a whole nation, but he says he may serve me, but you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your son and your firstborn. So you will see here God talking about Israel as a family. As a family. Now, this exodus, it defines Israel's identity. Just as family it, it, it defines our identity. Glory be to God. It defines our, their identity just as it defines our identity as the redeemed. Glory be to God. That's why it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. How many of you know that every family has their peculiar, their peculiar, you know that word, peculiarity. Glory be to God. You know, in my family, we, had a, we have, we have a, a saying, that's in my own family, in Ben Kubi's family, we, we call it Adekubi strong, meaning... You just have to face whatever is ahead of you. You're strong enough to overcome it. You see, there are certain values that God created for Israel that he put in them. It defined how they understood God. They understood God as their own father. Glory be to God. 
They understood God as being the patriarch of their family. They understood, therefore, that their own paternal parents are accountable to this God. Glory be to God. And so that created values. It, within that, they also understood God by the Ten Commandments. That means certain values were given unto them. They had certain family values, just as you and I in our family have certain family values. Glory be to God. And the last thing that it did for them was that it defined their hope. Glory be to God. It defined their hope. So in the context of a godly family, it defines your hope. Every hopeless situation is never hopeless. Glory be to God. Every hopeless situation, as far as I'm concerned, look at the testimony that Pastor D was giving us about the church. And in fact, uh, you know, uh, I didn't even, I, I felt like a failure. I felt like a failure. I was, I didn't even know where to go. Shame, guilt was following me all over the place. Like, you mean, I left, uh, we left as a family to come here and start a ministry and this is how it's going to go down? How many of us know that we serve a God of the resurrection? So I said three things. Number one, put God first. If you're good putting God first, then you've got to take down the high places in your life. As a family, what are the high places? You know, we always look at high places as idols. What are the high places in your life? Is it your career? Is it your business? Is it ministry? God has been ministering to me like, son, just make sure that you don't put the work of God ahead of the God of the work. And so, as a, I'm talking about myself now, as I'm a Christian first before pastor or any ministry is concerned. Glory be to God. You've got to understand that you're a your identity is in Christ. Not what you do. Not, uh, uh, not your profession. Not who you marry. Not what you have. You're a Christian first. That's why Paul says, I count not myself to have attained. He says, I forget the past. He says somewhere else, says, there's nothing that you have that you have not received. Glory be to God. So we need to come to the place where we're like the, we're like the prodigal son who came to himself. Realize that, listen, I've had all the money and power. What has it given me? The second thing I want to say here, and I'm going to round up in the next five minutes. Glory be to God. Is Unity. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 3, he says, endeavoring, do all that you can, endeavoring to keep the unity in the spirit using the bond of peace. And you know, there's something so powerful about unity. It means that when you're in a family, you do everything to make sure that there's peace, so that there is unity. 
Because the Bible says, according to Psalm 133, it says, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is for there God commands his blessing. You know what blessing is? When you, the, the blessing uh, is, uh, is, 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 is a noun form of to be blessed. When you're blessed, it means you're empowered to prosper. How good and pleasant it is. Look at Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. When they were all united as one people, they decided to build a tower. Even God testified. He says there's nothing that they put their mind to that will be impossible for them because they're united. What did God do? He confused their language. Three things that will help you as a family to, move, to experience endless possibilities. Uh, the first thing I said, uh, it's going to be more than three, but just work with me. Number one is remove the high places. Make God your, your priority. Understand your identity is not in who, what you do, it's in who you are and whose you are. Number two, maybe that should be number one, is have the spirit of servanthood. In a family, you're not looking at what you can get, you're looking at what you can give. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more empowering to give than to receive. You see, this, when we look at God and we look at Jesus, we need to understand that Philippians 2 verse 5 says, he did not count it something to be grasped, equality with God. It wasn't something that he was trying to hold on to. As most of us try to hold on to, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? He says, but he came in the form of man. That's called servanthood. Whatever family you be, and by extension, a family of God in the church, you should look at what can I do to add to the family? What can I do to add value to the family? In the ordinary family, you know, one of the things that the kids prosper, the, the name, you're adding value to the, to, 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 I mean, you remember when Sam scored that goal, I was doing interviews, Pastor D was doing interviews. What did he do? He was adding value to the family. Adding value to the family. When you serve in your family, you are adding value to your family. Uh, especially young kids when they tell you to do chores. You can't be part of a family and you don't do chores. I was entertaining the idea, because I'm the softie, entertaining the idea that we pay our children because they do chores. Pastor D, shut that down. It's because I'm a softie for my girls. With the boys, I was tough. But she shut that crap down. She says, what? They eat our food. They sleep in our beds. They do this, that, and the other. And then you're going to tell me... Uh, so I quickly shut up. Praise God. Servanthood. Servanthood. And the last, but not the least, glory be to God. The last, but not the least, is remember the son of who you are. remember and how do you remember that I'm trying to remember that scripture where it says 
I think it's in First Timothy. He says, remember the prophecies that were spoken over you. Do you know that every family has a redemptive purpose? Every, every city has a redemptive purpose. Every nation has a redemptive purpose. Glory be to God. Remember the prophecies that were spoken over you so that by them you might fight a good warfare. Remember every word. And you may say, I've never heard a prophecy. If you have a desire that is godly to do something, if you have a desire, because the Bible says in Philippians 2.13, it is God who wills in you to desire and do of his good pleasure. Remember those and pray with them. How many are blessed by the word of God? Let's rise as we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Before we pray, I want to make an announcement to somebody today. I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you do not know Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I made this decision over 30 years ago. And it has been the best decision I've ever made in my life. It is not about what you do or what you don't do. It's about a peace that passes all understanding. Even in the midst of the storm, I still have a peace. Glory be to God. And you need to know that you're not an accident waiting to happen, but a destiny being fulfilled. And that God still believes in you, even before you believe in him. I want to give you an opportunity to be part of a family. A family that knows no bound. A family that takes you for who you are. It is the family of God through Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening online or you're here. You've never made a decision to be with Jesus Christ, to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. If you're watching online, you will repeat this prayer after me and type an amen. And after you type an amen, please feel free to leave your information so we can grow together and you can be part of our family. Just repeat this prayer after me. People in the congregation repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need a savior. I believe that you died on the cross and rose up the third day that my sins may be forgiven. That makes you my savior. Lord Jesus, I invite you right now. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my master. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the forgiveness of sins. I thank you for making me part of your family. Thank you, Father, that I have a new lease of life. Thank you, Father, that I have a new beginning. The old has passed away. I am a new creature. Father, I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you have made that decision, you are a child of God, and there is a party going on in heaven. Glory be to God. But I want us to pray. Maybe you've received a prophecy or God spoke into your heart. It hasn't come to pass yet. 
or there's some parts of it that have come to pass, I want you to pray right now. Remember those prophecies and speak to the Lord right now and say, Lord, watch over your word to perform it. Lord, watch over your word to perform it. Let there be a performance. Come on, let's begin to pray. Father, I pray right now, oh God, I remember the dreams that I've had, oh God. I remember the prophecies spoken over me. I remember the desires that you've put in my heart, oh God. Lord, I bring them to your remembrance right now, oh God. And I ask, oh God, let there be a performance of those things promised right now. Watch over your word to perform it over my life, over my family, over my children, over me, over my career, over my life, oh God. Watch over your word to perform it. Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, you, it's time to take our offering. Glory be to God. Uh, listen, uh, as Pastor Lee was giving that testimony, I want to encourage somebody, apart from your tithe and offering, sow a seed today that you want Genesis Life Center to keep carrying on, especially with the new direction that we're, with the new open doors that God is giving us. Sow a seed to keep it going. I, I'm going to sow that seed because I believe in my spirit that God is about to bless us. One of the things the Lord showed me, that that's why that uh, Psalms 1829 that I read earlier came to my spirit. That with a small gathering of people, we can affect. And just as, as small as you think you are, you can affect somebody. So sow a seed. Speak to your God, sow a seed, give your tithe, give your offering, oh glory be to God. And we have the many ways to give. Uh, there's text to give, uh, which is you text 84321. You can give in person, the envelopes are right at the back. Glory be to God. Uh, you can give online, www.genesislifecenter.com. Give by mail. The address is on the screen right there. And those online, you can see it. And then you can give by e-transfer to donations at Genesis Life Center. And God will bless the work of your hands. Let's so. I'm excited for what God is about to do. I want to encourage us over this week, over this last two uh, weeks, because of the preparation for the launching of Root House, continue to pray for Pastor D and her team as they begin to launch this Ruth house. Let's cover her in the blood of Jesus. Let's build a wall of protection around about her. Let's ask for divine favor. Let's ask that the Lord will make her an Esther that will stand before kings and not before mere men and that the Lord will give her the ability, you know, the trust that the society has put in her, that she will not betray that trust, but the Lord will strengthen her to continue. Father, we give you praise. Father, we thank you. We thank you for each and every one person every person here today we thank you for our giving and lord we thank you oh god we bring pastor d before you right now in the name of jesus we ask oh god that you can we cover her in the blood of jesus we build a hedge of protection round about her we build a held protection round about her family we build a, a, a hedge of protection round about her team lord we ask oh god that you make the crooked way straight oh god lord grant her favor in your sight and even in the sight of men oh god glory be to god and father we ask that she will be a, a, a vessel unto honor to you, O God, that your name will be glorified even with this, O God. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And let's just share the grace in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Turn to your neighbor and prophesy. Surely, 
His goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Remember, invite somebody to church. Church is open. God bless. Thank you for joining our online. Thank you for joining our online church. To connect with us, please go to our website, genesislifecenter.com. Please follow us on social media. On Facebook, you can find us under Genesis Life Center. On YouTube, you can find us under Genesis Life Center 01. On Instagram, Genesis Life Center. And on Twitter, Genesis Life Cent. Thank you.